Hi, Donald Williams, host of 25% Podcast. You know, guys wanted to come today. It's the fourth show and wanted to talk and about business and give you some organic, unique, unscripted, off-the-tongue, off-the-head type business tips and ideas and share some stories about the successes and struggles. Um, as every week, I try to bring someone different, unique. Um, also try to bring someone to give you their input and their insight. Because the world feels that being a boss means that you automatically are rich, you automatically have it booming, you already have it going on. See, everybody always sees the decoration of the cake, but they never sees what it takes to make the cake. So, and I wanted to bring some of my, I wanted to bring some people here, but today I brought my brother, uh, older brother, uh, Mr. <laughs> Rob Hogan. Older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a few years older. But we're not going to say that. We're going to tell our ages. But, you know, I wanted to bring him here to talk about his business because he works and work a full-time job. And like I said, it's unscripted. You're going to get that part. He works. You're going to get that mistake. My bloopers are there for you guys to see. Because the thing is, is that I want to be unique with you guys. I want us to be family. I want us to be one. I want us to be able to be like, okay, Donald is in line to me. When I go to 25% podcast, I'm getting the truth. And if he sneezes, he sneezes. We're going to say bless you in the process as we watch it and being the viewers. And I want to thank you guys also for being a viewer um, and being a part of this journey and this new chapter of my life. Um, it's a scary one because I don't know the outcome. And everybody that does YouTube, they, some of them want that to be inside of their private life. I'm more of a book. I'm more of a closed book that has blank pages in it. And I'm allowing to now write those pages and write those different chapters. By the way, I wrote a book, Eat With You Kill, about business. Um, so I'm here with my friend, and I want him to talk about his trials and tribulations. And even if he had any, if he did. But I didn't give him any questions. I just shot him a text and said, I need you to come. And as always, you know, as you're learning business, when you have true friends and family, they support you no matter what. Even if it is bringing them out of their comfort zone. And it's like, hey, I'm about to get jumped by a gang. He's one of the guys that I'm calling. I don't know if he could fight. I haven't seen him fight yet, but, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, he got muscles. So I'm more than sure he can body slam a few. So I feel confident that he's one of the guys I'm calling. So I'm not going to go on to a long spiel, but I want, Rob, I want you to introduce yourself to them and tell them a little bit about you. Uh, well, my name is Rob Hogan's. Uh, I am a real estate developer, uh, an investor. I, uh, Donald uh, definitely motivated me to, you know, pursue this and uh, pursue the vision that I had for myself. Uh, so, yeah, I've been I've been flipping houses uh, and invest. I, I look into deals. Uh, I create budgets for all of my projects. I hire uh, contractors. Um, I, you know, see the whole process all the way through. And it's been rewarding, but it's also been, you know, very challenging. I've learned several things. I learn something new every single day. Uh, so it's very exciting. It's very exhilarating. Uh, and it's something that I, I truly enjoy and I want to continue to grow. That's good. And I'm glad you gave us a speech and you dropped the mic and that's a good thing. But you got to relax now because it's now coming down to the... <laughs> To the questions. Uh -huh. You know, we have a great relationship and, you know, we laugh and joke all the time. But I want you to tell me, like you say, you learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Share some of the things to the up and coming um, entrepreneurs in the develop, rental, rental, real estate development industry. What advice would you give them to first start off? Let's start off with that. Give some advice. To start off, I would say educate yourselves. Um, I took a little under a year to just research, read books, talk to other you know, people that's in the real estate field. 
uh, and, you know, learned as much as possible. Uh, I joined uh, this Bigger Pockets uh, forum, which is a real estate website for uh, all types of investors asking questions, answering questions, a lot of resources. Uh, so I was doing that for months, uh, read a couple books, uh, talked to a few people. Uh, but yeah, I would say educate yourself is the uh, first step because you don't want to uh, get into it and then, you know, make catastrophic mistakes. So I would say, yeah, education. So within that education process, how important is it to have an accountant? Very, very important. Very, very, very important. Yeah, so I would definitely uh, say hire an accountant, uh, Donald, uh, for sure. Uh, I definitely uh, asked him a lot of questions during the process. A lot, yo. A lot of questions. No, wait, I mean, no, he's not joking. He's like, he asked a ton of questions. Yep. But that's your job, and, he, and that's my job, and that's what I was supposed to do, and I was honored. Yep. Because, you know, that made me feel good that you look up to me and respect my opinion. Yep. And you respect the advice and knowledge that I was giving you, and it comes yep. with the base of trust. Yep. So even though I was telling you, like, uh, dot, 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 but I always was, like, laughing at the end and be like, okay, smiling on the inside because, you know what, that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel good because when you have someone, as my friend I love dearly and I appreciate having you as my friend, I'm like, God, wow, this guy respects my opinion. So, like, ah. Uh, like, I'll be, be in the back, like, smiling, like, yeah, like, I'm Donald. Like, yep. yeah, like, yeah. I'm the one he's in. Because, you know, you can get advice from anybody. Uh -huh. And I'm not the celebrity that's out there that everybody's going to Google and listen to their videos, music, and books. So that makes me feel good yep. to want to be someone that you can lean on and come to. And that's why I try to, as you can see, readily available to answer. Because it, it makes me feel like, you know, I can stick my little chest out. You know, <laughs> there ain't none there, but I can stick that out, you know. So, but I mean... I've worked with you and, you know, with your business and fitness and, you know, and changing, transitioning. And I want to give some advice to them, when you, to, the, to the viewers about, like, how was it to start this business? How was it? Because you, you did the research, but with the confidence and the process, how was it? Uh, well, yeah, I, I shifted a few times. Uh, so after, you know, educating myself, I started doing research. Where do I want to invest? Mm -hmm. And then so initially I wanted to invest locally. Uh, but, you know, I really couldn't find, you know, the people that I could trust. So then I decided to invest out of state, you know, where I was originally from. And I knew, you know, an agent there. Uh, I knew a team of contractors there. And um, it made it a lot easier for me to, you know, dive in with a strong team because, you know, no one can be successful by themselves. So, you know, I have a really good agent, have some uh, strong contractors, have a strong accountant, uh, a strong support system. Uh, so I would say uh, that's how I took the leap. But, yeah, it definitely took some trials and some errors uh, first to kind of figure out what I want to do. So after I set my goal that I want to do out of state, I'm like, OK, this is what I want to do. And then that's when I, you know, started. All right, let's let's start putting the offers out there. And it's it was very tough because it's very, very competitive. Real estate is a very competitive industry. Uh, so you got to figure out a way to, you know, separate yourself and make your offer stick out and, you know, maybe offer a little extra earnest money or, you know, say you're going to, hey, I'll, I'll clean the house out. Y'all don't got to do that. So just trying to, you know, figure out a way, hey, and then build, uh, building up your team and building up all of your resources. So I would say that's that's been <coughs> how I've started and uh, how I'm, you know, have been successful so far. OK, so 
you mentioned real estate. Mm-hmm. How is it working with different real estate agents? And how was your process? Because I know on the inside, so I want you to share with them. Because I didn't tell you I was going to ask you that question. Yeah. So I see that's why you're smiling. Yeah, <coughs> so uh, I have a, a great agent that I work with. His name is Tremar Clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been great, but he was my buying agent. Uh, and he did not list my property. So I um, found someone else. Uh, who listed the property, who was, uh, that was definitely a mistake and it delayed, you know, my process. Um, They were, you know, unresponsive and, you know, they weren't, um, but they weren't doing their job. They weren't checking on the house. They weren't sending me the leads that they were getting. And I kind of felt in the dark. So I had to end up uh, firing uh, that agent and then going back with uh, my buying But that made you lose money. Yep. That made me lose money in the process because time is money. Time is money, but also you had to leave the property on. Yep. The property was sitting for about 30 or 45 days. Additional to what it could have been sold. It could have been sold. Yeah, and so. see, and that's the thing that people that you have to understand. So if you're a developer, you have to realize that the type of people you need to vet these people. And just because a person said they're a real estate agent doesn't mean you need to work with them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was definitely tough. And that was a lesson learned, you know, uh, to, you know, have more of a, a vetting process when, you know, hiring an agent. You know, cause I did ask questions, but I didn't ask enough, you know, being, you know, young uh, in the field. So you kind of take people's words for it. But like now, after, you know, doing being in it for a couple of years, I can I realize what questions to ask. You know, what are red flags? What what in the contract that you don't uh, you never want to do like a dual agency, someone that's going to, you know, sell the house and uh, have be the buying agents. You never want that because uh, you're not their number one priority. So uh, that's something that I learned. I mean, I guess some people can do it, but that's something that I wouldn't recommend. And then I, I, don't, I would and try pretend, to avoid. And that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. We want yeah. your recommendations mm-hmm. because you do this day in and day out. Yes. Like you said, you was researching, you was doing the studies, and you're getting the projects, you're working with the people, you're putting it on the lot, you're getting the contractors to rehab, and mm-hmm. you're doing all that. So that's what we want. We want your mm-hmm. recommendations. Yeah. So what do you recommend when it comes down to the contractors? Uh, you <coughs> want someone that's responsive, someone that's reasonable, someone that'll tell you the intricacies of what's going on with the uh, project. Hey, we're going to do plumbing today. I'm like, okay, so what's going on with plumbing? Oh, we, well, we need X, Y, and Z. Uh, and then I have a pro services account with like Home Depot. So pro whenever, service, elaborate on that. So it's uh, so when you go into Home Depot, there's a desk like in the back that says pro services desk. And this is where you're, you can set up like your job name for whatever property you're working on. And the contractors can just go in and say, hey, uh, I work for Rob. This is his uh, project name. And Home Depot, basically, they'll call me and say, hey, your contractor's here. Do you approve? They'll send me everything he's looking to buy. I go down the list. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I just give it, I approve it. So and that's the thing that people don't know. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing because you're doing development in another state, but you're actually here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So that helps you virtually to internal control set up to have where you can get your jobs done. So that's something that you recommend to our Mm -hmm. viewers that want to. So those guys that, you know, put that on your checklist that you want to have a pro service account. Yeah, pro services account. You want a pro service account and you want to have that. And even if you're in the same state with them, you don't have to go to the store. You can have that peace of mind. You can be multitasking if you're at your job or if you're, 
at, you know, sitting in a, on your patio and you want to do things with your family, your kids, you may want to be going to the baseball game instead of you saying, okay, hey, this Saturday is for my sons for his game instead of I have to go shopping. And, you know, it's the convenience. Yep. And that helps you with business. So that's a good thing. Thank you for giving that tip and sharing mm -hmm. that because I didn't know that. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. Now, question, how can they save and scale with doing real estate development? How can they save? Mm -hmm. I would say save materials mm -hmm. uh, so i know with a previous property i bought a lot of flooring mm. and instead of you know wasting the flooring or the roof shingles i had my contractors hey this is the next property we're going to use some of that so being able to you know just save on from the previous projects is a, a way to save and i would say you know also just looking for the best deals you know sometimes the contractors might go in there hey i'm, I'm getting this i'm getting this and i'm like oh well if you're getting this toilet I know this one is this much, but hey, what about this one? This is half the price. Let's do that. Okay. Or with like working closely, you know, I, have, I work closely with vendors uh, for like lumber liquidators flooring. So I have a contact there. So, hey, if you buy this much, you'll save this much. You can use it for your next property. So stuff like that. Just looking for deals, always talking them down because the, the price can always come down. The price can always come down. Yes, you are a negotiator. <laughs> Guys, he is a extremely good negotiator. He negotiates. He negotiates. But that's the thing. When you're in business, you have to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Because the more you negotiate, that helps your bottom line, mm -hmm. which increases your taxes, but mm -hmm. it also helps your bottom line. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, I, you know, afraid to get into real estate development, but mm -hmm. I'm now starting to try to do that myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like shy, but I've been asking you questions. Thank you for answering some of them for me. Well, all of them rather the ones that I asked. And I want to know, like, how time consuming is it? How can you mentally prepare these people that wants to start their own business? The time piece is very time consuming from a education and research perspective. And then until when you get comfortable right now, I feel like I'm, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. So it doesn't take up much time when the actual project is going on. But I would say finding the deal takes up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So uh, like my agent, if I see a property, I run the numbers. I look at the comparable run numbers, which yeah, run the numbers. So if I see a property, I, you know, look at how much it costs and I see what area of the city it's in. And then I look in like in that, um, what you call it? Suburb. Suburb. I look in the suburb. Yep. So I look there and I'm like, okay, what in the past uh, 60 days, <clears throat> how, how much of these rehabbed houses, how, how much have they been selling for? I'm like, okay, so for example, if houses are selling for 200K in this area and this unrehabbed house is messed up, it's old, and they, they listed it for $75,000, I'll look at that and I'm like, okay, $75,000, all right, I'm going to send my agent. Call my agent. Hey, what's your schedule looking like? You free? Uh, I think I found this property. I want you to go look at. So he'll go. He'll he'll FaceTime me or he'll video the whole property, and then call me. And then from the video, he'll he'll be talking through the video like, Hey, this is a kitchen. It's gonna need new cabinets. Uh, flooring is a little messed up. Uh, looks like there's a plumbing issue. We're going to the bathroom. Yeah, tub need to be replaced. Look like there's some mold potentially. Going to each bedroom. Yeah, these these bedrooms gonna be fully updated new closet so he, he's talking through it and then he'll call me so I'm like okay I'm looking at the video now I'll ask all my questions or what was the, the lighting like or what did the block look like so he'll go outside and okay the, no abandoned homes um, it looks pretty clean so those are things that you need to look for yep yep 
So yes, the no abandoned homes look like people are walking. So it looks like a very walkable neighborhood, mm -hmm. which is a plus sign. So I'm like, okay, so I'll do that. And then based on prior experience. You hear I'm this like, guys, no, try not to avoid where they have abandoned houses, unless you're buying them all. Yeah, exactly. So based on prior experience with my contractor, he'll go to the property and then he'll give me like a high level estimate. Like he'll walk through, he'll be like, okay, it'll cost this much, 30 grand to rehab the whole property. So then I'm like, okay. 75 grand is what they listed it at. It's going to, I'm going to spend 30 to rehab it, and then it'll uh, eventually list and sell for this price, and then I'll make X amount of profit, and I'm like, okay. And also, I'll build it. I'll build in a lot of contingencies or hidden costs, which is something I've You mean I've build learned. in? You do your building yourself? No, I build, I build into the budget. So, like, let's say the contractor says, hey, it'll cost me 30. I'm going to budget for 40 because... Okay. So you're telling, you're telling the, the future developers that they should put additional money because unforeseen things can happen. Yes. Like so I, I don't tell them. They, no, they're not them. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm telling oh, future yeah. developers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. want to tell them that yeah. you want to have something. Don't If your budget is 100000 for the house with purchasing and remodeling, don't go with an exact amount mm -hmm. because things can happen and you'll be stuck with that house and you'll be like, how, where I'm going to scramble and get this money. Yeah. I would say budget at least 15 to 20% more cost than you think okay. you're going to spend. That's a good thing. So guys, you know, when your contractor tell you that and you want to work with a contractor from what Rob is saying is that we need to get with a contract that we can trust. Yes. Someone who's not going to scam us and shame us. But how did you do that? Do you make sure your contractors have insurance and to put binding insurance on them? Like, do you do that? Yep. Insurance. But then also I look at their work. And I contact the people that they worked with. So um, the contractor that I use on every project, he knows my agent. And he done plenty of projects for my agent, my agent's family, uh, friends. So, hey, I'll call my agent's friend. I'm like, hey, you had uh, the contractor come through and remodel your kitchen and bathroom? Like, was it quick? How's the work? Uh, how did you feel about it? Was he uh, trustworthy? Did he do everything he said he was going to do in a timely manner? Yeah, he's amazing. This, this, and that. So that's how I, I would say find somebody you can trust, look at their work. And then, of course, I asked the contractor for a bunch of pictures. I'm like, hey, let me see your kitchens. Let me see your basements. Let me see your bathroom. Let me see your bedrooms, your mm -hmm. your fireplaces. Let me see what you can do. So he, he sends me stuff all the time. So, like, right now he's working on multiple projects. Mm -hmm. And he'll send me, hey, I just finished this over here. What do you think? I'm like, yeah, I want you to do that in the property that you're working on right now. So okay. I would say, yeah, look at their work, uh, see if they're highly recommended, and then kind of vet the process. But the vetting process becomes strenuous. So do you think that you would automatically use this contract all the time? Or to me, are you going to advise them? Or do you think it's better beneficial or advantageous for them to get bids each project? Or you get comfortable with that contract and use that same contract all throughout? I would say probably get comfortable. This is not the only contractor I've worked with. I did get, you know, bids from other contractors in my, you know, in my first year of doing flips. And he, he was the best bid. He was uh, timely. He was responsive. Uh, and he kept things like on a neat, like he really kept things on front street, basically. He, I, I knew what was going on. So I'm like, yeah, I like this. So me and him have a really good relationship. So, and then he would go to houses that I wasn't even buying yet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this one. Can you go over there and check it out here? Walk through it. Oh, it'll cost 50 grand to fix it. I'm like, nah, we're not going to do that. And he's just so like, why okay. 50 grand, the reason why, tell me why, no, we're not going to do that. Because, because 50 grand ain't too much of a difference from 30 grand. Just depends. So, yeah, it just depends on what the houses, the comparable homes are selling for. 
Okay, so yeah. do your improvement, can you improve that home to where it can sell for more? Or can you, when they say more for what the houses are selling for, can you buy that? Because this market was going strong with people paying over the price of the houses mm -hmm. that they were being sold. Well, you can list a, a, pro a property for any price, but it comes to, it comes to the uh, appraisal process. Mm -hmm. So you got someone that might not know the area, and let's say I list a property for $250,000 or something, right? I list it. And someone's like, I really want this house for 250, so they offer me 250. If an appraiser comes in and they, you know, pull like maybe five, six, seven houses from the same area, and they come up with their own uh, list value. price, their own value. So mm -hmm. they're like, okay, yeah, you got a 250 thousand dollar offer, cool, but I think it's only worth 200. What happens then? Then you can either veto it or appeal it. Mm -hmm. and then ask for a second opinion. But then sometimes that gets even more strenuous. So it, you can either walk away from it depending on what, where you are in your business, in your pockets, or you can be like, all right, what, whatever, I'll take the, the deal. You still so, take the deal for 200 Yeah. And that means that cuts. So that means if you had a budget to make an extra $50,000, mm -hmm. instead of making 100000 you would make $50,000 profit on that property. Yep. So that's the things that you guys need to understand, that this game isn't just set in stone and mm -hmm. guaranteed mm -hmm. from cut because you found a house and you bought it. So they need to do their due diligence. Yep. And they need to research and see what these houses are flipping for in the area because you don't want to get a house and put all that money in it, and then you don't make no money. Yep, and, and you're lost because yeah. also you pay for the real estate agent, right? Their closing fees. Yep, the, their commission. Yep. So that's even more. So now mm -hmm. you that even cut down even more. So mm -hmm. then you got to pay if then is ordinary gain mm -hmm. when you buy the property in less than a year and you flip it. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay taxes on it too as well. Well, I know exactly. that part. Yeah. Yes. So if you guys flipping houses, if you're not gonna do anything with the money to where it's though to grow your business or advance and just leave it sitting in the bank account and thinking like, hey. Um, I've just made some money. I'm going to spend it. No, no, no. You're going to pay <laughs> ordinary gain. It's not capital gain because it's less than a year. But if it's over a year, then you can pay capital gain a lower discounted rate. And so and that's something like I want them to feel everything. Like, mm -hmm. would you ever thought about writing a little how-to guide? Guide, not guy. Guide. <laughs> guide. See, guys, I make mistakes. So a how-to guide on how to flip houses. To help, because I mean, you're very knowledgeable and you're very detailed. Mm -hmm. And it's like things, I was like, I told you, I was looking into it and I'm like, shit, I'm going backwards. <laughs> like, I'm going backwards and I'm an accountant and I'm in business. Uh -huh. But me, I'm like that fast pace. Yeah. This here, guys, isn't me. <laughs> this slow process isn't me. I'm an overnight type person. Yeah. So um, the question I want to know is, is that would you do a how-to guide to share this information to people and let them know to, you know, bring awareness that, hey, guys, just because you have a few dollars in your pocket, that few dollars can turn into a loss. Yeah, I could I could definitely do a how-to at this point. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And are yeah. you comfortable with doing that? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely comfortable. Good. Because we need you. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, people can pay $5. And mm -hmm. you know what? If you get 1,000 people paying $5 for that how-to guy, mm -hmm. you got 5,000. But yeah. if you get a million people doing it, you got a $5 million. Yeah. So think about it. Yeah. I mean, you you always coming with the ideas. Hey, Rob, do this next. Do this next. I mean, you have experience, and yeah. the thing about it is, is that you're so detailed. You have me even sitting up here like, oh crap, because I contacted the lender this week, and I was yeah. like, hey, I want to buy some. I want to expand my portfolio. I want to buy some investment properties. I want to grow. I want to flip. And you're sitting up here like telling me this stuff, and I'm like, 
Okay, it's not that simple, Donald. It's not <laughs> that simple. But, and that's what I want you guys to understand and note that being a business owner isn't easy. And you're yeah. married. Yeah, I am right. married. Yeah. So, love, tell wife I say hi. I love her. I Happy will. New Year. Um, love, but, you, babe. love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's going to be blushing. She's going to be like, my Donald, my favorite. And I'll be like, blushing too. I know, I know, I know. So, you know, how does that with business and being married? How And she's the sweetest, so I know she's very supportive. Yeah. But they have people that's out here that want to start their business in you know, when you have a spouse, you have to talk. I don't have to talk to no one when I get home. Mm-hmm. So how is that with being married and having your business and following your dream? It's great. She actually helps helps me. So I'm more of the numbers person, and she's like the she's the designer. Thank so, you. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, and what's so good about that that I like the most about it is you found what she's great at and mm-hmm. pulled her involved in it. Yep. And I want you guys to develop because, you know, when people start their business, the most the most counseling I've done with people and telling them is that you have to have that person that you're marrying your business and that person has to be okay with who you're with, mm-hmm. that you're doing this business because it's going to be some long days and long nights. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you pulled her in. That's kudos. Oh, yeah. That's a of whole course. lot of respect. Because the thing about it is most people be like, it's my business. I want to do it myself and my baby. Yeah. And then most, on the other hand, it'd be like most spouses be like, that's your business. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got my work. And see, you guys found a way to make it work. Yeah. And that's so much respectful. So you guys, developers, up and coming, whatever your spouse is, if you're a female, whatever your spouse can do to help you, like a caterer, I know she'd get her man to bring all the stuff, lunging mm-hmm. and get heavy stuff, involve them into your process and in your business. Yeah. And I like that idea. So that makes yeah. it works. I mean, it's not, I'm not, it's not my strength to, Hey, what color paint should I, <laughs> should I pick or what, Oh, what flooring, what color flooring should we do? Or what she, so when I come up with those questions, like mm-hmm. I, I loop her in, like with this, what my current project is a really nice fireplace. Uh-huh. Uh, so the contractor was like, yeah, I can do like some stones above the fireplace. Like you can do like some light colors. So I'm like, hmm, let me let me call call my lady real quick. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, baby, which one you think? Like, should we go with this lighter stone or should we just do drywall? And she's like, well, yeah, she's like, you should do the stone because that looks really nice. And when people come in, if this a, a woman comes in she with like, her wow. husband, she's gonna see that, and that's gonna be like a, you know, what she wants to see when she walks in her house. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that to the fireplace. Uh, Carly, I will be calling you for my tips because I'm remodeling my personal home. So I will, I'm glad <laughs> oh, you yeah, know definitely that. Call so her. I will be calling her. So I will be disturbing, sending texts. So you know, to <laughs> just let me know when the cutoff period to not text at night. But uh, I will be calling her, my sister. Um, but that's a good thing. Yeah. And you know, people don't understand. And with business, it takes a lot. And I know a lot of developers. And normally, typically, they do the spouses do the administrative stuff. So with that, you you know, you brought her in with the design side. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell people because you're married and it takes a lot of work and it takes starting your business hurts a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that you can still be a business owner and mm-hmm. be married and bring that party in with you and with the success yeah. and help you with the process. Find their strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys need to do. Find their strengths and allow them to utilize their strengths. Yeah. And that's a good thing. So, you know, now I know that Carly's going to be a part of your business. The name of your business is? Uh, Fit Ventures, LLC. Fit 
guys, he did fit ventures because he's in shape. You know, you can see the muscles. Me, I am just still with an old normal name because I didn't even eat my spinach and got my Popeyes, these little flabby muscles. So, yeah. So that's a good thing. So I like that name, though. Yeah. Fit Ventures because it fits you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you like to do with fitness and you tag that in. And some people mainly be like, oh, what am I name the business? I be like... Sometimes you put too much time, mm-hmm. I mean, thought into the process of the name because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I use this one all the time. Chase Bank is just the word chase. It's like you're chasing someone. But that's the name of the bank and the branding and the marketing behind it. Now, do you advise your up-and-coming developers to sit money to the side for marketing? Because they don't really need to do all that, right? Uh, I mean, I know you pushed me into doing that. So mm-hmm. I, w- I say it helps for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I, I don't... For me, I don't really need it mm-hmm. at this point, but I think I'll need it more as I scale up. Yes. So I would say starting out, maybe it's not that important, but when you eventually you know, want to scale up and you want to maybe do apartment buildings or multi-unit family homes, I think that'll be something I'm definitely going to get more of when yeah. I get to So to you got to understand that it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, was you scared when you started your business? Uh, yeah, it's always a nervousness uh, about it. I know personally, but I just want him to yeah. tell it. Yeah, it's, all, it's a nervousness because, I mean, no one wants to lose money. I'm competitive, so I'm always, you know. You looking, what? I'm very competitive. Say it again. I'm competitive, so I want to win. Yeah, you want to yeah, win. I want to win. He never says that, guys, but he's competitive. And I'd be like, okay, guys, yeah. but you got to understand. Something advice, would it be three top things you would give to up-and-coming developers? I would say build a strong team. Build a strong team. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. And then just jump into it. Go. Yep. Wait a minute. Where you get that part from? That last part. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where you get that last part? Just you jump have into to it. Start. Yep. You have to start. And that was something we was going talking back about, back and forth about. And I'm happy. You know, I was very ecstatic. And mm-hmm. you're, you know, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And when you succeed and when you grow and when you hit that mark where you're like, okay, I did this baby. I flipped this baby. I, honestly, you don't see the behind scenes because, namely, we're talking and texting and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. I don't know how to do it masculine and all that, guys. That's just not me. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And I actually, the day when you sold on the property, I looked at it. I was walking through the thing. I, I knew you was going to close, and of course. Man, but I, the actual day, um, your wife posted it. Yeah. And I was in CVS buying some candy, some Mike and Ike's candy. And I was going, you know, of course, you're standing in line at the CVS, and I saw it. And I <laughs> <laughs> I think I called you and texted you immediately yeah, afterwards yeah. after I got the store. And the people looked at me like. <laughs> and it was, I was like, okay, okay, look, it's this something that I'm happy. And it's rewarding. And you got to get a team that supports you and wants you to win. Yes. You very do. important. Yeah. That's very important because the thing is, is that his success is my success because my friend is successful. And I'm hanging with a successful person that has achieved this. And the thing about it is, is that. I know personally you don't get handouts, and I know that you're Mm self-made. And to make yourself into this successful young man, this entrepreneur, and taking a risk when you are very fearful, Mm -hmm. that means a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. that shows a lot, and I'm appreciative of it because I'm hanging with someone that is taking a leap of faith Mm -hmm. and going out there and just, like, going for it. So, yes, I be cheering you on. I be cheering you on. I be cheering you on, too. I know that, but, you know, I I want you to know because that's why I be like, man, do it. Just do it. 
And it, yeah, of course, you know, it's Nike said, just do it. But you got to throw it against the wall and stuff like that. Yeah. So what are the great things about this business? Uh, I would say big checks. Ooh, I'll be calling them for a long. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's the great thing, just seeing that, feeling that sense of accomplishment. Ooh, that big check. Yeah. The big check. Yeah. Them big checks. And you know, the thing about it is, I tell people, real estate is good to do it because if you have $50,000 and it's sitting in the bank and in six months you only get six cents or seven dollars, a dollar each month, and you only make seven dollars versus taking that 50000 and going flipping into investment property and only seeing 10000 you're mm-hmm. still beating way more than what you would have got if it was just sitting there. Yeah. So that's something you people need to understand. Yeah. Now, also, I recommend that you... If you don't have credit, you partner with people. See, this is not me. I would have been dumped it. But, <laughs> you know, if you partner with people, do, you know, to if you don't have good credit, partner with the team and give them a little something. You know why? Because when you partner with someone, and even though you don't get 100% of that pie, but you have just gotten 25% of something. Mm-hmm. And 25% of something is better than having a 100% of nothing in business. Yep. And that's how you grow. Mm-hmm. And you can't be greedy. Right. You have to share that pie. Take take a small percentage. Go into partnership with some people. Bet who you go into partnership with, but you do have to understand, and I will tell you this, going into partnership with someone is like being in marriage. Mm-hmm. When they stop swinging, you have to continue to swing. Mm-hmm. You're in the ring. You have to keep going. You can't complain. And then something, you and you spilled, when they spilled the milk, you can't say, oh, you... You did this. It's your fault. And when I say spill the milk, I mean you can't point the finger at that person and be like, that's your fault. This happened. This and that. No. You have to still pick up the pieces and you have to still clean up that mess together and say, okay, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Like yeah. even with your marriage, you're like, okay, hey, hey, baby, I, I want you to involve in this. You like, and I'm more than sure she's excited. Like she'd be like, "Oh yes, he called me. That's my ideas." And when we sell a house, it's gonna be up there. And it's gonna be my ideas in there. The stones gonna be in there. Mm-hmm. We did this together. Yeah. So, and when y'all have y'all kids, to be able to say, "Hey, mom and dad did this together. These mm-hmm. are some of the projects we did together." And then you know, you I'm be like, Uncle Donald gonna be like, "Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Donald was giving advice too." Now it yep. was a family, so this mm-hmm. was a family thing. Yep. And people don't realize that. Working together brings success. And most people feel that you have to keep your ideas in your head and you can't talk to your friends about them and your ideas, you don't talk to no one. But guys, as you can see, he talked to me about his ideas beforehand and with the support and the reaction. But if you have friends that you socialize with and you can't tell them your ideas or you can't talk to them about the support, then you need to change your circle. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to change your circle Mm -hmm. because you don't need to be around people that don't want to be in your corner cheering for you and supporting you. Mm -hmm. Yes, they may not always agree with every idea that you want to do. And, of course, you know, sometimes they may tell you that, you know, discouraging things. uh, You shouldn't do this or this or having a competition. It's too much of it, oversaturated, whatever have you. Yeah, that part I probably wouldn't listen to because they're not entrepreneurs. But when a person, you talk to someone and they're supporting you and they want your success and want to see you win, then yes, those are the type of crowd. But if I feel that I can't tell you this is what I'm doing or getting your advice on it, like, mm, I'm scratching my head looking at you kind of mm-hmm. side-eye. I'm like, yeah. you ain't supposed to be here. 
Right. We ain't supposed to be yeah. here together. Right. You know, like, it's not like you said you called your wife. She's like, look, I'm busy. I don't know. You need to figure that out and hung up the phone. No, it's a team. <laughs> So exactly. that's the thing that makes it work. And people have to understand when you start a business, even though it's just your business, build that team. Yeah. Build that because you need that rock. Because yep. now having your business, I want to ask you this because I like to ask this to business owners. Do it cause sleepless nights? Yes. Yes. Get you some sleeping pills, guys. Yes, Definitely. Yeah, when I had the, the warm property with the agent that I fired, when it was yeah. sitting for about 45 days, not, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, why is it? I thought we had an offer. We accepted an offer. But I, I remember the story. I know yeah. the backstory. I'm like, what's going on? But yeah, I was, I was definitely having some sleepless nights. And I was like, I had to wake up and like, all right, I'm going to have to fire this person. You got to go. <laughs> and you know, the thing about it is, is yeah. though, people need to understand in business that sometimes you hold that dead weight longer than what you should. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the writing is on the wall and you ignore the writing. So with that, you want to make sure that you understand that it is business and you can still fire someone and still speak to them. Mm -hmm. Terminating the business, the professional side, doesn't eliminate the personal side. Mm -hmm. Unless they're stealing from you, you're like, okay, I can't be around this thief. But... To me, you have to understand. I tell people all the time, I will fire you and still go sit down and have a drink with you afterwards. <laughs> it's, it's, it's personal. And I don't make there's a definition for business and there's a definition for personal. And understand the two and distinguish the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. And that makes it success. Bob, you have given so much knowledge to these young folks. I recommend and I highly recommend and You know, I will be texting you again about this. But I highly recommend you do a high how-to guide yeah. to sell to the people. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot. And mm -hmm. guess what? After you do it once, it's something that you guys developers, when you, you specialize in your craft, when you sell that how-to guide, once you make it and put it up, it's evergreen. Yeah. You don't have to do much about it. It's just going to do itself, and they're going to download it. Yeah. So guess what? If 1,000 people download it on a Monday night, you made $5,000 when you were asleep. Yeah. That's making money in your sleep. And yeah. that extra money can come in. So you have 25% coming from your investment business, mm -hmm. flipping, and you can find another other two 25%. But now I've just given you another 25% avenue how you can make money while you yeah. sleep. Because you have the experience, mm -hmm. you're putting it on paper, and you're letting people know, yep. this is someone that really did it. Am I a billionaire? No. Not yet. I, not yet. Not and yet. And when he is, guys, trust me, I will be sitting on a yacht with him. <laughs> I will be sitting up there eating the, what it is, caviar. I will be saying, taking shots, yes, and in the back, going to sleep. But <laughs> I, that would be me. So you, oh, it finally went out. But How long is that? Uh, I think it's about 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. Okay. 15 minutes out. You know, it's part of the decoration, the decor. Um, just to add a little spice, but a business expense yeah. decor to the business and to the podcast room. But I am glad you brought this knowledge. Oh, yeah. I'm and happy to I lost be my here. train of thought, but I was working on that. But, again, guys, it's unscripted. This is me. Um, but taking at that part, I'm going back to it. I just remembered. Um, get that how-to guide. Mm -hmm. And even if you get a million people, you can make that million dollars. And it may say, for instance, if you have the money going to an account that you don't touch, right? Mm -hmm. And two years, a million people buy that how-to guy. That's five million dollars. You can make a million if two hundred thousand people yeah. buy it. You don't even have to get a million sellers. 
Yeah. So that's the way to make money in the million, and it's just sitting there. And the thing about it is, why? How I know it would be successful because you have a lot of knowledge that you just dropped on me that I wasn't aware of mm. in business, and that's what I want to give to my viewers. Yep. I want you guys to understand and benefit from this that you can do it. He's this guy saying this is his road to his success. He researched, he educated himself, he he went back and did his due diligence, and he worked and researched and vetted the people that he brought on the team because bringing the wrong person can affect your project and your yeah. job. Yep. It can cost you a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, and that's the thing. That's what you got to understand. So you can't be lazy with it, yep. and that's a good thing. And he also brought to you guys that if you are married or if you are dating, bring your partner in on your business. Find their strengths and allow them to work with you yeah. and be supportive and to be a part of that journey. And it helps. And that means they understand what you're doing and they're part of it. And we're a team. And it's just not like because a lot of people get too comfortable. Yeah. You can't get comfortable. No. You have to keep it going. Yeah. Um, drop some joints. Give us some give us some um, knowledge before you get out of here, Mr. Hogan. Uh, I mean, what you want me to. What's what you your favorite saying that you like to go by? Favorite saying. See, mine is to whom much in giving is required when I give back for my foundation. And within business, I tell people all the time, pride and success doesn't ride in the same car. Right. So give us something that you go by. What do I go by? I go by a few, a few give things. Us, give us one or two. Consistency is key. Mm -hmm. uh, no fear, no limits. Mm -hmm. um, seize the day. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a few sayings that I think of on a daily basis. Okay, so what what seize the day means? Help me, I'm a little confused. Take advantage of the day, no matter what the day throws at you. Figure out to find the positive in it. Mm -hmm. Flip it. Well, yeah, flip it <laughs> like a house. <laughs> like a house. I seize the day today. Yeah. And yeah. when the, man, the the ultimate thing is, I think that's something I would do every day is the picture of you at closing. I will post it in my office. Mm -hmm. I will post it somewhere to where I'm at every day to see it. Yep. And that would help to continuously to motivate you to let you know you can do it. Yep. And people have to understand every project isn't going to be perfect. Every mm -hmm. project isn't going to be none, easy. None will be perfect. Yes. But if you have a project where you can make 10000 and you was hoping for 100000 and it don't seem like you're going to get that $100,000, 25% of something is better than 100% of nothing. And I want you guys to enjoy your day, and I appreciate it. And thank you, Mr. Hogan, for coming on. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed myself. Bye, Carly. <laughs>